Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Though I would mention our next guest had a prolific arm, and he had a ton of great guys he threw to over the years. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to talk a little NBA, here we are on the eve of the finals. Rachel Nichols hosted the Jump will join us at the bottom of the hour. So 30 minutes away from some talk about the Heat and the Lakers. Let's head right to the Shell Pennzoil performance line to bring in the Pro Football Hall of Famer, Warren Moon. In addition to his great exploits in the NFL, he was a five-time great cup champion in the Canadian Football League. And Warren, that's kind of where I want to start with you. You overcame a ton as an African-American quarterback to make it big in the NFL and then make it to Canton. What does it mean to you to see Mahomes and Jackson and some of these other great African-American quarterbacks thriving in today's NFL? You know, it just makes you sit back and and really feel proud of uh, the fact that I played a small part in helping some of this progress happen in the league. And you look at uh, the first week of the season, we had 10 African-American quarterbacks start uh, in the NFL, and that's that was the most I think we've ever had, and I think there's probably 22 or so total in the league with you when you count the backups. So that position is in a very um, healthy spot for African Americans, and I only see it getting better because there's so many other young guys coming up the the pike now out of high school and junior college and college that there are now getting more opportunities to play the position. So uh, really proud of the fact that these guys are playing well, they're uh, they're handling themselves well, and they're using their voices for uh, for human injustice that's going on in their community. You know, it's so funny, Warren, every time I talk to you, all I can do is laugh because it's like, who made the decision to say Warren Moore could play quarterback in the National Football hmm. League? It's just the, it's the craziest thing going. Um, Warren, when you, when you look back at Lamar, for instance, like last night, I know you had some conversations with Cam Newton early on in his career about how to play the position. What concerns you most about Lamar moving forward? Uh, I don't really have a lot of concerns. I think it's just development. He's just going to have to continue to develop, and that's going to be up to the uh, the Baltimore coaches to make sure that happens. They have an offense right now that's really hard for people to stop, but what happens when you do stop that that offense like uh, Kansas City did last night? What is your answer? And they didn't have a very good answer uh, for for a team that stopped their running game. So Lamar is going to have to continue to keep developing from the pocket. He's going to have to have more answers against the blitz because now that people saw what happened last night, they're going to bring more pressure against him, especially if they can slow him down on first and second down and get him in passing situations. They're going to bring the house and see if he can handle it. So that's going to be his next development. That's the, If you say something that worries me, is, is how he handles the blitz because people are going to come after him. Warren, Jay Williams here. First off, it's a pleasure to meet you, my man. Jay, how you doing? We've met before. I don't know if you remember uh, in at the Kentucky Derby. Oh, that because that was a good time. So I, I, I really, I, 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 I guess I really, more? I guess I really impressed you that well, first no, time no, you Warren, met that's me. All. This is every classic <laughs> moment right now on national TV. It, it was the mint juleps that got me at the Kentucky Derby. I will say that. Okay. Um, all right, Warren. What makes Patrick Mahomes so special? I think it's. Uh, his arm talent, um, his arm talent, but he also has great feet. He can do things uh, throwing the football that a lot of other quarterbacks can't do. He, you know, he can retrieve backpedaling while he's uh, backpedaling away from pressure and still throw the football with accuracy and velocity uh, as if he was standing there flat-footed. So 
Uh, he, he's just really, really gifted that way. Uh, he, he has a great feel in the pocket for when he needs to, to move up in the pocket or when he needs to run and get out of bounds. Uh, he's just making all the right decisions right now. And he also has great weapons around him. That, that really helps any young quarterback. Um, he has a lot of different people he can go to. Last night he throws two touchdowns to wide receivers. He throws one to a fullback and one to a left tackle. I mean, he, he threw it to anybody who was eligible for, to catch the football last night. When you talk about players around you at the quarterback spot, obviously in Houston for many years you had great wide receivers. Obviously in Minnesota the receivers speak for themselves. A guy like Deshaun Watson had DeAndre Hopkins and no longer has DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think that the Texans are doing him a disservice by not having some more playmakers around him? You know – I thought that group going into the season was a pretty solid group of receivers. You know, you, you've had a, a couple of those guys, at least one of them have been a number one before, and and the others are definitely number twos and have been good receivers in this league for a while. They just haven't played well as a group so far, and I don't understand why, and he hasn't been protected very well. You hate to lose a number one receiver like, a, like, a, uh, like, like they lost, but you still have four guys who are capable of playing and have had success in this league. They've got to step their games up and really make some plays. I saw that first game against Kansas City. They were dropping a lot of balls out there. Um, he's got to get some help. There's no question. And he's getting hit too much, so this protection isn't isn't very well either. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of things that have to be changed in that uh, Texans offense in order to get Deshaun working uh, in, in the right way because he's a better quarterback than what he's been able to show. And they've had a really tough schedule to start the season. That didn't help. Warren Moon, Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback, nine-time Pro Bowl, a 1990 mm. NFL Offensive Player of the Year. And as Z said, five-time Great Cup champion in the CFL is joining us here this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Warren, who's the best quarterback in the National Football League right now? There's a guy up in Seattle, but there's also a guy in Green Bay. Man, then there's a guy that played last night in Kansas City. City. (laughs) There's there's a lot of good quarterbacking going on right now, and it's really hard to say who the best quarterback is, and and it's also hard right now to say who's playing the best quarterback. Because if if you would have asked me before last night, I would have said Russell Wilson's playing the best quarterback of the year. But uh, Patrick showed me last night against a very quality team. Uh, he just he just diced those guys up last night. So the three guys you mentioned, I'd have to say, are the three best in the game right now. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes. They're playing the best football at quarterback right now hmm. and winning games. Okay. I, I just – I, I – uh... You know, coming obviously from you, you know the position better than any of us sitting here at these desks. So I wanted to obviously get your take on it because some would throw guys like Josh Allen in the mix. They would also look at Tom Brady still, Drew Brees. I just thought that I wanted to make sure, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) No, I'm with you, Warren. I I know this is a very uh, ESPN thing to do, and I know we um, at times it gets frustrated because we're always asking people to rank them. But how would you rank those three? Wow. I, I still would have to go with Patrick number one because he's the reigning Super Bowl champ and he hasn't shown any any drop off. I'd be Russell number two and, and Aaron number three. Uh, but again, you could move those numbers around if if you start messing with all the all the different numbers in the stats. But all three of those guys are just playing at a very high level and uh, their teams are winning, and that's the main thing. So uh, that's kind of what I go by. You got to win those football games, even though you, you you're playing well at the quarterback spot. If you're not winning. It doesn't mean much. Let me ask you something before we let you get out of here. Is the Kansas City Chief Baltimore Raven 
situation, is that a rivalry? You know, it can't be a rivalry until the other team beats the other team. I, I think when they both win, then you can start saying it's a rivalry. Right now it's 3-0 to Kansas City, and uh, you want it to be a rivalry because you have two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league playing against each other, and, and they could probably play against each other a ton in the, in the next couple of years, maybe in the AFC Championship games. But until one of them beats the other one, then you, you won't have a rivalry. So I say no right now, but I think everybody would love to see that. They'd love to see what Brady had against um, against Manning in all those years and then some of the other great rivalries over the years. Warren, I would like to thank you for confirming what I've been arguing with Keyshawn for the past three. Seriously, three, and I just blocked the piece of uh, – paper he threw at me for three hours about this being a rivalry. <laughs> and I would also like to publicly apologize to you for not remembering the time I met no you. Public, no apologies. It's just, it's I'm just kidding, let you know man. about how strong the mint juleps were. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it the at that. The mint juleps can get to you, 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 you if you're a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> so Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes certainly trending towards Canton. If they get there, they'll join a guy that's already there, Warren Mood. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate the perspective. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. You guys are doing a great job with your show. Appreciate it. Thanks, Laura. Hey, one last thing about Mahomes, and we talked about, is this a rivalry? We're continuing to get different answers. Key's dug in. Jay's dug in on his No, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not dug in. Now you're not dug in. No, because two people came on and said I'm a damn fool, and so I'm going to change my thought process. They've got to win, and then it becomes a rivalry. We just need more people to start confirming more things throughout the course of the shows this year. Let's not even get started with you. <laughs> on our uh, Twitter page, Key, J, and Z, on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, we're essentially asking, is this a rivalry? And simply Marta Just, at simply Marta Just, and we'd love to hear your opinion, so just hit us up again at Key, J, and Z, says of Mahomes versus Lamar, quote, a rivalry is very different than a marquee matchup. Mm. Ravens-Chiefs is a marquee matchup, mm. not a rivalry. That okay. is he dug deep. Martin Just. <laughs> it's, it's got to do a 280 character. you gotta be, got to be very economical with your words. But we'd love to hear what you say. Hit us up at Key, J, and Z, and be sure to download our podcast every morning. Essentially, as every hour is completed, the podcast updates that hour. So if you're listening to us now, chances are you didn't hear the first half of our show, go ahead and download. Just going to say those mint juleps are really strong. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> We're going to talk a little Carson Wentz and perhaps Jay's thoughts on the future in Philly coming sooner rather than later. But first, let's go from A to Z. And the beginning of A to Z is Jay gives us the soundtrack. The beginning is the end of the NHL season. The Lightning have won the Stanley Cup for the second time in franchise history. 2-0 win last night. They win the series in six games. Braden Point, Blake Coleman scored, and that was able to get it done. Conn Smythe Award winner for the playoffs. MVP in the Stanley Cup playoffs was Victor Hedman. Sweet, sweet justice here for the Lightning, who had the best record in the NHL last year, got swept in the first round, had to sit and stew, and then they had to go to Edmonton to try to win this thing. Let's and go. he's Lightning. Get it done. Serena Williams getting it done at the second round of the French Open in Chile. And I mean Chile, Paris, where they're playing in front of barely any fans. That's sports around the world. And they're playing in 55-degree temperatures outdoors at Roland Garros. Williams trailed in each of the first two sets, but rallied to win in straight sets over Christy on One more major championship. One more. And she'll tie Margaret Court for most in women's singles history. And we mentioned 
Jay's thoughts on the Eagles coming in moments. The thoughts of the only guy that really matters, though, is head coach Doug Peterson telling WIP Radio in Philly, quote, no, whether he's going to pull Wentz. You don't go there. That's a knee-jerk reaction. Went on to say, quote, Carson's our quarterback. We're going to get it fixed. He is going to get it fixed. We shall see. That's the opinion of Doug Peterson. So, Jay, of course, you watch the NFC East pretty closely, being a Giant fan Mm -hmm. yourself. They have Jalen Hurts. They drafted him. He's waiting. He was inactive in week one, but he's getting some snaps here and there. And you're sort of intimating it's time he gets some real snaps at you-know-what position. Well, it also brings up a bigger conversation that I wanted to have with Key. And I'm curious to get everybody's take on this, like our whole family, everybody that's listening. When did we get or when did we become – super, super sensitive all the time. Like, I remember growing up in sports, and I'm going to sound like one of these guys, like, back when I played or sitting on my porch, like, you had to go out and earn it. Like, when I came to Duke, okay, William William Avery was already there. William Avery was, like, a first or second team All-American that year. I came into that season, McDonald's All-American National Player of the Year, being like, all right, cool. I want to take that spot. I want that to be my spot. I'll go up against you every single day, and I want that to be my spot. So it's funny when I'm on air and we're talking to Key and Key's talking about how fragile quarterbacks are and you can't just take him out of the lineup and put him back in. And, you know, you gave him a hundred plus million dollars and that can deteriorate the relationship between the OC and the head coach and all this stuff. I'm sitting there saying, like, what happened to coaches being like, you know what? You haven't earned playing this week. We're going to play player X or we're going to give Jalen Hurts X amount of snaps under center. Go play. And you know what? If you want to get it, Carson Wentz, go out and go get it. Go fight for it. Now it's like everything is, everybody's so treated with these white gloves. Like, we're so sensitive. We don't have to worry about how fragile you are. Will you come to work the next day? Will you be the same? Like, what happened to the mentality? Keyshawn Johnson, give me the damn ball. All right, you don't want to play me? I'm going to come back here. I'm going to bust your head open. I'm gonna, like, I, I don't feel like we see that as much anymore. It feels like it's missing in sports now. And it's now all of a sudden like everybody gets a trophy. All right, you came in fifth place. Great. Here's your ribbon. Like, I don't want to live in that world anymore as an athlete. And maybe I'm just up here pontificating, but it feels like we're treating the carts and wins situation very delicately because it's very fragile. And that's not what sports is to me. Well, I, I would start by saying, and I was laughing when you said Duke and the money and the whole deal, but that's a whole <laughs> You're the conversation. Worst. You're I was going to say the Philadelphia Eagles are paying Carson Wentz a, a whole lot more money than Duke paid Jay Will, but that's another conversation. Oh, my um, goodness. You are the it, worst person. It, it starts with the money. You, you, in professional sports in particular, football, you, you have to follow the money to start with. Okay. The fact that he, he's on the books for a lot of money over the next couple of years of guaranteed money, they're not willing to – put Jalen Hurts in. Different situation than Mitch Trubisky Understood. and Nick Foles. Yep. Mitch Trubisky's fifth-year option was not picked up. That was a clear sign that we're not fooling with you. I just want you to know, I didn't the, compare it to no, Chicago. I'm, no, I'm okay. just I'm trying to give you an example of both so that you kind of could understand why I always approach it the way that I do. Nick Foles comes in at 3-0, and boom. He's played in the league, he's ready to go. Carson Wentz right now, whether you believe it or not, Coach is cliche. He gives them the best chance to win today. And a lot of it has to do with following the money. When a guy, when you go out and you give a guy a hundred plus million dollars, you're saying this Carson that gives them the best chance to win. This Carson Wentz interception Wentz gives them the best chance to win. Okay, continue. And part of that is because of the money. We're not dealing with, we're not dealing with whether you believe it or not, whether the coaches in that room believe it or not, or some of the players believe it or not. 
The fact of the matter is when they gave him $100 plus million plus of guaranteed money, they said, you are my quarterback. The difference in Jacksonville with Nick Foles is they didn't give him $100 million. They gave him, you know, whatever it was, $40 million. They could take that and swallow that. But they're not going to swallow $100 plus million plus of guaranteed money, no matter what anybody tell you. That's just not where it's at. Two years from now, as that number dips down on that guaranteed money and that cap, they'll go, okay, now you start to think maybe you mess around with it a little bit more. But you put him in the lineup and Jalen Hurts, you put him in the lineup, and all of a sudden Jalen Hurts becomes the quarterback and the Eagles go 3-3. Three and three. It looks really good. And now you got Carson Wentz on the books for, I don't know what the numbers are, but whatever it is, it's a lot. You can't move him because nobody won't pay you that. Even though people may think they can fix him, it's going to be hard to move him. And as Jalen Hurts continue to get the momentum, now he wins over the team in the locker room. Now you say, well, he's still our starting quarterback at Carson Wentz, and you put him back in the lineup. Now you got a split locker room. So you don't want to create that type of environment for your ball club. You just let it play out, see where it goes. And then you make a decision in the future. You don't take a knee-jerk reaction just because he's struggling and you say, we're going to insert Jalen Hurts in the lineup. You don't do it. I didn't say it was like a complete takeover. A couple of things. To your latter point, don't you don't you want the best leader on the field? All of that. But again, it money. I know. Okay. Yeah, and let me, let me go back to the money. I can actually make the counter argument. And we've seen this in sports. When some guys get their money, they feel like it doesn't matter what they do, they go and play. So all I'm saying is, like, what happened to the old school coaching technique sometimes? Let's see how players respond, Key. Okay, you got your guaranteed money, great. But you know what? You're not performing at a high level. Like, all right, I'm going to play him a little bit more. I want to see him. Like, go take it. it, like, it, I, it, like it. We, we just kind of lost this thing where it's, oh, because you got your money and I'm committed to you, that I have to play you all the time. It, 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 in football, unlike basketball, in football, there's a hard salary cap. They don't want to burn through hundreds of millions of dollars playing around with players. They can very easily bench him, right? And I'm sure a lot of the players on the team will say, good move, I think we can win. But they're not going to do it right now because of that money. They're just not going to do it. They're on the hook for the funds. Once those funds run out but and that, that salary cap starts to, to, to decrease – that number now goes from thirty million down to two or three. Now they're gonna make that decision. Just because you're on hook for the funds doesn't mean that has to change the way you coach them. I'm just telling like, you. I, I'm not gonna coach. When a guy have like, you seen? When have you seen a starting quarterback with big money that struggled in the National Football League in the middle or the beginning of his deal get benched? They don't do it. It's just not part of it. It doesn't make it not. Right. <laughs> I didn't say it was right or wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's just something that they don't. Do they don't do it? I just feel like when we think about great coaches, and for Doug Peterson to be in this conversation, guys who are willing to make twists, make changes. But it's not all about Doug. It's not all about Doug. Sometimes it's the front office. In football, the front office, the general managers and the president of clubs have a lot of say. Coaches have some say on who they want to play and stuff like that too. But you best believe them long plane rides on Sunday nights. When they sitting up in the front in first class next to the coach, 
They're talking about philosophies and how to do things. In that meeting that they have, when they get off the plane, in that meeting on Monday, they're talking about who they want to insert into the lineup, who may need to get some more snaps or less snaps. They're involved. It's not all about coaches. That's why a famous thing with Bill Parcells is if let me, you know, you want me to cook the groceries, let me shop. You want me to cook the meal, let me shop for the groceries. Want control. That's why a lot of coaches want to have control rather than listening to front office personnel about who they should play and who they should not play. So answer me this and be be very frank with people. Keyshawn Johnson, you're on this field. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm not asking if it's different. I'm asking an alpha mentality, somebody who would say what they felt. You would say what you felt. You're on this Eagles team. Carson Wentz is not playing at the level he needs to play at. What would you want? I'm gonna try to wrap my I'm gonna try to wrap my arms around him. But first. you would have probably been doing that, wouldn't you? By no, now, you, yeah, I've been doing that by now. Been, yeah, I've been game. trying to work with him. So at what point does it get when you're like, all right, we're gonna need because you want to win, Keyshawn? Well, and look at the vision. Look I'm at the NFC. I'm gonna do everything I can. The only, the only, the only <laughs> team that has a, a viable chance to get the Cowboys are the Eagles. I'm gonna do everything I, in my power to help him excel at until the highest when? level until when? Until I can't take it no more. And when would that be? That's what I'm asking. What's your threshold for losing? It, it it when things start to really look dark. <laughs> and no, but 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 I'm I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem going to the coach and saying, "Yo, we got to figure something else out." But if I was on the team with him, I wouldn't have to worry about that because I'm gonna get in his head to a point where his mentality is gonna change. But that's and, a, and, or we gonna find somebody else to do it. That's well, just I, it. I guess that that becomes Zubin the bigger question, right? Because I I can't be remiss to think that Keyshawn Johnson will be the only player. But it's on how this you, team that wouldn't be you, talking to him, trying to get in his head. So I wonder about where is Carson Wentz's but, but head But from a at? leadership standpoint, how do you get it's out how you problem. communicate with Carson Wentz and then everybody else that's there see how you communicate with them and deal with them, and they can see that. And then they start to, you know, chime in and do those things, and he starts to play better. That's just, you know, ain't nothing wrong with having that conversation with him and the coach and the front office people. You let them know, like, you got to get this dude. And I would tell the coach, it's your job to get him to play better. It ain't my damn job. It's your job. We'll see. And just a matter of how ready Jalen Hurts is going to be because he's so briefly into his NFL career. Still to come, our Rachel Nichols always sits down the biggest stars in the NBA Oof. throughout the course Oof. of the year. Zubin, can I say something real sure. quick? <laughs> what, man? Uh, no, because they, they play at 49ers, at Steelers. At eh, 49ers, and then, beat up. And then, okay, I saw what they just said to my Giants. At, at Steelers and then the Ravens. You act like you see. Okay, let's find, we're going to find out. I want to I want to see where we're going to be in three weeks. That's all. Right now, o two and one, but an o and three with that three game stretch is certainly not an impossibility. As I was mentioning, Rachel sits down with all the biggest stars in the NBA, and there is one superstar she sat down with this summer when everything was kind of waiting for basketball to return. That sat down and said, "We're going to be able to win a title this year." Who said it? And who's on the verge of making it pay off? By the way, it wasn't LeBron. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And that'll be the case this year, guys. It's one of the most glossed over stats in sports, and it shouldn't have been. We'll have Rachel Nichols with us here in one minute on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, host of the Jump, and conducts the biggest and best interviews with everybody in the NBA. Key, let's just state it. LeBron has been to the finals. I, I just it rolls off the tongue because just like everything he does, like he's been to the finals nine of the last ten years. It's ridiculous. Nine of the last ten years. It, it is ridiculous. You didn't I never envisioned seeing anything like this, right? I mean, obviously you saw that certain dynasties, they go, you know, three, then they lose, and they, you know, maybe there's another one, and they lose, and maybe there's a two. You see that sort of things, but you don't see an individual player uh, go the way LeBron has gone and do the things LeBron has done, carry teams on his back. Despite having other Hall of Fame players around him, it's about LeBron James because when he's there, they win. When he loses, they don't. That's just the bottom line. Uh you know, he's he's a, a blessing for a coach, but he's also a nightmare for a coach. And the reason he's a nightmare for mm. because you don't really know if it's the coach or it's LeBron, right? You just – it's like, well, wait a minute, man. This coach has the luxury of having the best player in the world on his team, and it seems like that they're always winning when he's there, but then when they lose, what type of coach – is he really? That's why it's important for a guy to see an Eric Spoelstra, in my opinion, be able to take this Miami Heat team to face a LeBron James-led Laker team in the finals. You know, because LeBron was there with D-Wade and them, they were rolling. He left, the Heat kind of went sour for a little bit. You know, and then you look at the Cleveland situation, you look at the, the Lakers situation when he wasn't at full strength, they kind of struggled. But when he's at full strength, even though he pairs with AD, a lot of that last six minutes of... <clears throat> The, the game five, you saw the LeBron James, the superstar LeBron James, take control of the game. He was not going to allow his teammates to trick it off for him. He was going to make sure 100%, not 100%, 100%, 100%, that they get there and get there in quick, fast, and a hurry. You know, Key, I, I, you have to watch a lot of football all the time. I have to watch a lot of basketball all the time. We watch all sports. But a lot of time, like, I'm just watching tape. Like, I'm that crazy person to be 2 o'clock in the morning – like, I'm just going to turn on tape if I can't sleep. I want to watch games. I want to see different sets, different schemes that people have offensively and defensively. And before this whole pandemic occurred, we got a chance to call the Lakers versus the 76ers, mm-hmm. okay, in Philly. And I was on the court. We did a great interview with AI. And as we were getting done with AI, Miles Simon, who I used to do college basketball with that played basketball at University of Arizona, who's working with the Lakers, came over. We started talking. And I was like, how are those conversations happening between Jason Kidd and LeBron? Because when I played with the New Jersey Nets, I would have conversations with Jay Kidd that would blow my mind. He would be able to see three, four sets ahead and be able to also tell you with the photographic memory that you say you had, Key, like 10 different possessions behind. LeBron James' mind is built the same way. Those two, when you listen to them talking, Miles Simon was like, look, it's on a different level. You have... 
a lot of people say, well, you need your best player to be a coach on the floor. Absolutely. And that's who LeBron James is, almost to a fault sometimes. Because if, if the coach doesn't know what he's doing, LeBron's going to tell you, well, no, I've been around this guy. I've seen this. I've known these skins. Like, yeah. his knowledge is so immersed and is so detailed. And I really don't think we're going to recognize his greatness, Key, until he's gone. I really don't. I, I think people love to talk about all the other things he's doing, civil rights leader and, you know, more than a vote. And, you know, a lot of people are finding different ways to hate him with LeBron James. When it comes to – and I, I would disagree with that. I think what he's doing is tremendous. He's giving athletes more of a footprint and a, and a model to use their voice. But as it relates to basketball IQ, man, I haven't, I haven't seen a player of his caliber have that type of IQ in a long. Well, I haven't seen it. Uh, uh, Jay, a lot of the, a lot of the great players uh, in sports have high IQs because they, they, whether it's a quarterback, whether it was basketball with Jordan and Kobe, LeBron James, you yourself at Duke, you you knew what was happening because you studied the film, you saw, you knew what was coming next. It's like. It's like quarterbacks. They could get to the pre-snap read and know, okay, this is what's going to happen on this down and distance. This is their tendencies. Me as a receiver, I could tell you exactly what they were getting ready to do because they've shown it so many times. I've studied it enough to know they don't change. This is the down and distance. This is what they do on this particular set. This is where they drop. This is how they get to this sort of formation. It doesn't change for LeBron James. He understands what they're getting ready to do when he gets the ball in a certain part of the court in the corner. Okay, they're getting ready to trap me. I know. I'm expecting it. Here they come running at me, but I got my guy over here. So prior to them getting to me, I already know. Once they close on me, bam, I can do that. And you, All great players, when they study up the game, as you and him and other great ones have done, they know what's coming because you put in the work. If you don't put in the work, that's where you fail. It's just it's it's clear as day. And if you, you don't put in the work, that's where you fail. And it also helps, Key, that you guys got a guy in Rajon Rondo that sees the game same, similarly same, to LeBron, right? Same same so type Le- of situation. Exactly. So when LeBron's off the court, now you have another point guard, right? Somebody that says, "No, you go here," and just those two make the game so easy. Like as much as we give LeBron James praise, and he deserves all of it, Rajon Rondo's one of the major glue pieces to that team that keeps them all together. When LeBron, when you on the court. see when you see them pushing the floor. And you make an old, a no look pass or something along those lines. They already saw. They already anticipated. You point guard, Jay. You should be stepping in on me and telling me this. That when I'm no seriously, when I'm bringing the ball up to court, I already know where my guy's gonna be. I already periph. This is what's getting ready to happen. That defender is gonna slide over there. That way, it's gonna open up the lane. So now, when I'm at the cup, I can kick back out because they're gonna collapse on me. That process is happening so mm-hmm. fast that it's like, bam, I can do it and get it over with. Now your turn. Well, I was going to say, so offensive sets, that's like the highway, right? Your, your players are the actual vehicle. So your players sometimes can go faster, they can go slower. But one of the things I love about LeBron, recognizing what the highway is then seeing how the vehicle is actually being driven, defensively, if you take your eye off your man, like his probing vision is so off the charts, you take your eye off a man, he'll see that. And he'll a lot of times the quarterback will throw the ball to where you should be, He'll release the ball to where you should be, hoping that anticipation of you cutting there. And like I said, guys don't have that kind of anticipatory reasoning all the time, and that's what he makes the game so easy. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. On the way, our last word on Lamar and Mahomes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents 
hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Keyshawn, j will and zubin the podcast Welcome back inside. If you weren't with us this morning, that entire conversation between Key and Jay and Paul Feinbaum, that was a third voice you may not recognize. He joins us weekly, the ESPN College Football Insider. Essentially, whether Mahomes and Jackson last night was a rivalry or not. Jay is adamant it isn't. Paul seemed to side with him. Key said he could be swayed depending on. Well, it's who a lot says of people it. that says I'm stupid, but I'll, you know. Let's weigh in with another one of our colleagues. So Paul Feinbaum, our college football guy, clearly in Jay's camp. Again, is Mahomes-Jackson really a rivalry, as Key has pointed out? They're not in the same division. There's no guarantee they're going to meet any times during a year, much less two if they were in the same division. So we had Michael Collins, our ESPN <laughs> caddy, our golf analyst, weigh in. He hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at KJ&Z. You want to do it as well? You can be like Michael Collins. Get your thoughts out. We may read it on the air. Get you some pub on national TV and radio. Michael Collins weighing in. I'm with you, Keyshawn. It's a rivalry. Speaking of Mahomes and Jackson. Hashtag, it's, it's really not. But as your caddy, it's my job to stand by you, even when the real Jay Williams is right. Hashtag, sorry, bruh. As a caddy, always with the player, always carrying the bag, always carrying the water. It's a good caddy. No, it, 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 look, Jay Will is correct. Feinbaum is correct. Warren uh, Moon is correct. Warren Moon is correct. So, therefore, I'm leaning, Michael Collins is correct. I'm leaning more toward, okay, I guess... You do have to win a game to make it a rivalry. There's no question about it. I, I, but 
because we mm-hmm. at ESPN and Monday Night Football, we make we want to build it up. We we have to. I mean, that's part of it. So I look at it as a rivalry. If he had one and it was two one, then we're looking at it different. It's three zero. So now it's like, yeah, man, just shut up. You know, <laughs> it's like just be quiet. The Keith. power of media, media yeah, yeah. manufactured rivalry. It, it, it's it's interesting and also. Speaking of things that has power, uh, we were talking during the break about, in, you know, getting together and, and, and having, you know. A, we call a, it a barbecue. A, we call it a barbecue. Although you did. Well, originally, because, yeah, 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 that's fair. <laughs> you originally that's said cookout. cookout. And I'm like, no, well, Jay, well, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. call it no cookouts at the crib, man. We barbecuing. Okay, well, that, that's the first that's question. What, what do you, and then what, you, what, and what do you call it? Said, you said cookout or barbecue? Is it cookout or barbecue? I'm more of a barbecue guy. Okay, all right. Tiki, I don't know, man. Like Newark, New Jersey, at Plainfield, we call it a cookout. Allen? So, so Allen, you, Allen uh, in my ear said cookout. You say cookout, Allen? Allen says cookout. Okay. So here, here, here's where it really went wrong. That's why I want to give context to everybody. So Key and I, we're talking during the break, like, yeah, you know what? Really good next spring, next summer. You know, after all this is done, throw a big cookout, throw a big barbecue, whatever, have everybody play some spades. Right, and then Evan, our producer, jumped in there like, "Yeah, some cornhole." Yeah, we won't be having like, cornhole at no. the crib. Sorry, there's no, there's, there's no cornhole. No, we ain't at cornhole at the cookout. Not or the, the cookout. Or the barbecue. If you're the Midwest cookout, cornhole is number one. We ain't not cornhole. in the we're Midwest, in the Midwest. <laughs> though. We in New York City, man. <laughs> we not in. We're not, not, saying there's nothing no. wrong with cornhole. No, there's nothing wrong with cornhole. And we Actually, will, and we will not be having. Uh, Bread crumbs on top of the macaroni and cheese. That is a no. I'm just no saying. panko crumbs on you the know. mac and cheese. No. no. Like nuts you, on the salad. you don't see spades in a spades game going on and then a cornhole match going on. Is and it, it will a not match be. It's called a cornhole and game. It, and confused. if there's sweet potatoes at the crib, it will not be marshmallows on top and there won't be nuts in our salad. No. No, cin- no cinnamon on the candied yams, all that stuff. No, no. <laughs> that, we're not doing it. We're not doing it like that. <laughs> they're already candied. They are already, they're already taking care <laughs> of the right way, man. In the yams. In the yams. Yeah, we. Yeah. It just led to a bigger conversation. That's, That's you know, all. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a cookout. One of those two. Thank you, Alan. It's called we, a cookout. And, and we're not I'll bring the grilling our ribs. They're not putting on ribs on a gas flame. No, you smoking them? You're going to either smoke them or you're going to charcoal them. Why'd you say that? was a question. It won't be yes, any. It won't be any ribs. <laughs> you know how you go in the grocery Wait. store and you go in the back and the ribs in the plastic and you just they already sauced up. No, we won't be doing it. Wait, like Zubin, that. have you ever had any smoked ribs? Yeah, sure. Okay, I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big griller. Or I, I like to eat. I don't like to cook. <laughs> I generally just like I to eat. So that. I'll put. I'll eat anything in front of. Okay. Me. Wait, Key. What kind of what kind of sauce are we using? What, what's our what's our put together for the ribs? Because you, you know you're Chef Key, right? Oh, what would be the sauce? Well, we I would start off with a, a base a base. Um, Barbecue sauce, and then I would add, I would put my foot in it. I'm gonna mm. add other spices too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. Put it and mix it down. Yeah, I see. You. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, trying to get you in that sweet yeah, spot because I know you on, like man. cooking I'm now. A, I'm gonna drop a little, I might drop a little liquid smoke in there. I might drop some brown sugar in there, a little bit of mustard in there. I might mix it up, dice up a little bit of onions, and I'm gonna put it on the pot and I'm gonna let it cook and simmer to the point. You know, before I take the brush and really get out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna see Zubin, you need some of those ribs. We yeah, need you to get I'm some a, of those. I'm gonna have it right. Don't worry. If you have a Laker party like tomorrow night, or just like you know, let's say let's say you win the championship and you have a party opening night, what's on the menu at Key's place it, uh, for a Laker party? Yeah, big Laker. Let's say tomorrow night or whatever. It's different Clinching than a night. Um, a little too cool for the cookout, right? I'll so, probably, you know. I'll probably, most likely some fillets is gonna go on the grill. I'll probably take it. I don't know how if you eat fish or not or UJ. I may take and cut open a sea bass. 
open it up, take debone it, mm-hmm. drop some rosemary in it, some garlic, a mm-hmm. little bit of olive oil, Preach. slam him back in there, put him on the grill, probably on a, some sort of cedar plank. Mm-hmm. Um, stop, boy. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have some corn. I always got to have red meat with my friends because they always eat it. I always got to have some sort of seafood because of me. Um, I'm probably going to put some sort of green veggie together, uh, maybe a, some sort of saute uh, asparagus, maybe some broccoli, or maybe roasted in the oven uh, with some butternut squash along with it. Ooh, um, go ahead, some boy. Brussels I'm sprouts. You right now. I'm gonna take the corn. Here's what. Here's what. If you if you cook corn at home, this is how you can do it. You obviously you peel the corn. Don't go buy no frozen corn. No, Mm-mm. you peel it. Drop that butter on it if you like butter. If not, olive oil. Then you take it. You put it back in the wrap uh, um, aluminum foil. You could either put it in the oven at a 400-degree temperature or you put it on the grill. My kids like for me to put it on the grill because they like the char marks oh, they on, like the the, on the core. Oh, but no. you can get the char marks in the – you can get that even with the aluminum foil wrapped in it. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna I do feel like cooking. Kevin Hart right now. Oh, no, I'm going to do some ready. cooking stuff for us once I move into my, my spot here and get out of corporate housing. I'm going to be doing cooking stuff for us. Chef Boyarkey. Yes, that would yeah. be correct. And that will start in a couple weeks for sure. Yes. <laughs> don't, look, don't look You're at me about hungry. cooking. I'm, getting, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, this is, that was, a, that was a, um, a very delicious description that you just gave. Yeah, and what we'll do, what we'll do we talked about it with, from a production standpoint, is that we're going to wrap it around the game of the week. So, yeah. for instance, if, if there's Louisiana, for instance, if, if New Orleans is playing somebody and that's the game of the week and it's in New Orleans, maybe we do something. If it's Seattle, it's the game of the week. Maybe there's some salmon that – you know, because we're up in the Pacific Northwest, there's something that I do in terms of salmon. Maybe I do a jalapeno butter and I put it in the blender with the butter, the jalapenos chopped up, spread it on Damn. the uh, salmon, put it on the cedar plank. Drop See, it my in thing it. is we start going on the road. When we get through this whole pandemic, we're going to start throwing parties for people on the road. We're going to get kids <laughs> out there cooking. Cookout. We're going to start doing road cookouts. That's the new. That's the, that's our new thing. Well, Mercedes Benz better get us our van. Yeah, we need a spinner truck. truck. We, yeah, need we need it our now. Spinner we truck traveling with my grills now. and everything. We traveling now. Bring it, Chef Boy or Key. But you got to be like the actual cooking show. Where you put it in, and then you just duck down, and it comes it's out. Already out there. <laughs> I already got it. <laughs> We're already <laughs> done. We'll see you tomorrow. Full court coverage of the start of Game One of the NBA Finals tomorrow on Keyshawn J. Will and Zoom. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel exhausting, borderline impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand with just enough context so you can listen, get it, and go on with your day. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. 